Today's guest is an author, storyteller, and poet. He's known for contemporary short stories that reveal emotions and issues often experienced but not always voiced. Welcome to the show, Branch. How are you doing? Thank you, Toby. It's great to see you. It's, it's so awesome to finally connect with you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk. I really appreciate your time and your presence here right now. Like we said before we started recording, I really just love to learn about your life lessons, your life journey so far, because I know you've experienced a lot in life already. So can we you know, just start by you telling us about your life story and some of the most important life lessons that you've learned so far? Sure. Thanks so much. Um, I was um, a child of the 50s and 60s. I grew up in a military family. And we traveled quite a bit and lived in a lot of different places, one of those being Wiesbaden, Germany. So I'm familiar with where you're at. Uh, That was many years ago and times have changed, but (laughs) I know the German culture and and much of the European culture and peoples. That's the great thing about being in the military is you get to meet and be exposed to a lot of different people in a lot of different places. And that sometimes gives you know, the person a little bit more well-rounded view of the world, say, as opposed to somebody who is is born and raised and never leaves, Mm -hmm. you know, the same town or or city that they've been in their entire life. So I grew up, uh, you know, an average military family. Uh, I finished high school, went to college. After college, I, I started teaching. I was a middle school and high school teacher. And from there, I went into public school administration. I was an assistant principal at a middle school. And although I loved the kids, I didn't particularly work well within the system. So I left uh, public education, and I actually went into uh, textbook sales to teachers. So I knew the I knew the customer, and I, I went to selling textbooks to teachers for a large publishing house out of Chicago. Uh, I was in the corporate world for about 15 years. And after, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, I was a sales manager and a regional sales manager. And from there, I, I sort of stepped back and I got out of the business world and decided I needed to, to work on myself to, to become a better person. I was disappointed and disillusioned by the person that I had become um, as a result of my experiences in the corporate world. So I stepped back, and for the next 15 years, I went on sort of a self-discovery journey where I studied um, religion and philosophy and mysticism and Eastern philosophy and try to, you know, see about more of the deeper things in my life and how I could become a better person. So after that journey, um, I briefly went back into sales and then I decided I needed to step back and, and write a book. And so I wrote a book for fallen away Christians and people who were seeking and searching, you know, for a spiritual grounding, a base that they could draw upon uh, for seekers and searchers who were a little disillusioned themselves 
you know, with the world and the world's ways. So that's how my first book came about. And it's a comparative study of the world's basic spiritual paths, let's say, and religions. And once the first book came out, Mm. I just kept writing. And so for the last 25 years, I've been writing short stories and poetry and articles about life. I write primarily for adults and adult situations. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to share lessons of life that are evident and that I've experienced and that everyone seems to go through at some point in their life. And that, you know, in these lessons, there's opportunities for growth. And so that's sort of the focus of my writing is uh, choice and consequence resulting in growth, you know, of the person. And that's life in a nutshell. That's awesome. I mean, you, you've experienced a lot. You've been able to go through life. And I'm, I'm so happy and so grateful that you've also, you know, packed all of these life lessons into books, into books and into short stories and poems also to impact the lives of the yoga ones out there or people out there to become better people also. That, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Branch, for, for what you do. So can you, like, share some of, the, some of these most important life lessons that you, you know, share with the world? Sure. Great question. Um, you know, we live in a changing world, and the change that's taking place is not always positive and not always beneficial to us as people. Uh, you know, we, we come into the world um, searching and seeking, and, and we're raised in families and in cultures uh, to believe that the world holds for us all the things that we want and need and desire. And when we get caught up in that pursuit of the world's ways, uh, it's easy to soon discover, especially for adults, you know, building careers and starting families and, and trying to get established and settled Sometimes we start to find out and discover that the world is not really our friend. And a lot of people are taken advantage of and and make costly mistakes and choices, you know, that can come back to haunt them short term or long term. So the number one lesson that I've learned, and this has to do with my spiritual walk, you know, in the last half of my life is there's the truth and there's the untruth. And when you see the truth in your life and you recognize the things that are true, it immediately gives you insight into the things that are not true. And this is, you know, a big reality for a lot of people Uh, particularly in this day and age, and particularly with the kinds of leaders that we have in the world, uh, whether they be political or economic or social, you know, we, we soon discover that most of them, you know, are in it for themselves, and they'll do whatever they can do or need to do in order to win. And uh, you know, so the world has a lot of mistruths mm. 
and lies forced upon it. And if, if we as individuals fail to know what the truth is or recognize the truth, then it's easy for that veil to be pulled over our eyes and, you know, reality is blurred. So the number one thing that I always encourage people is to discover the truth, you know, find out what the truth is and attempt to live your life guided by the truth. Uh, That gives you the power and the strength to recognize, you know, when you're being lied to or when things are not as they should be. Um, and, and that can keep that reduces a lot of the stress and struggle in life if you follow that path of truth. How can we find the truth? How can we find the right path in life for us? How can we find that, that light um, in life? Yeah, that's a great question, too. Uh, you know, there, there's two paths in life, and we are all born into and on the path of the world, the world's ways. But because God, if you believe in God, then we must believe that God's word is true. And if you believe in God, then we have to realize that we are all creations of God, and therefore we have his spirit living within our soul when we're born, you know, the four cornerstones of cornerstones of our existence are mind, body, soul, and spirit. And with that spirit, you know, we have a connection to God, but a lot of times our spirit is inactive. We haven't been sort of triggered to understanding, and therefore we embrace the world's ways because those are the ways that we know. And in order for, because, you know, Scripture tells us that God is truth, then in order to reestablish that connection with truth, we need to reestablish a connection, a spiritual connection with God once again. Uh, So how do we know what truth is? We get spiritually grounded. We reestablish a connection with God who is the essence of truth and love. And when we reestablish that connection, when we activate our spirit once again with that connection, then we are able to see the truth in our world. And, you know, every person that's on the path recognizes the truth, but they still have a choice to make in their life. Uh, you know, am I going to follow the world's way or am I going to follow the spiritual way? And the spiritual way, because it is grounded in truth and love, allows us to recognize truth and love, you know, in our world and in our relationships. And again, when we know the truth, Mm -hmm. then we see the things that are not true. And and so it's that spiritual grounding once again, you know, a cognizant spiritual grounding. When, when we are spirit and we come, you know, as part of our, our physical being, we've got that spirit, but it's, like I say, it's inactive. So what we want to do is we want to activate it. We want to reconnect with the Lord. We want to reconnect with God so that His truth 
can become part of our daily existence so that in everything we do and the choices and decisions we make, we can recognize the truth of the situation versus, you know, whatever is not the truth of the situation. But how, how can we now, you know, create that connection with God? Like you said, we are, we are spiritual beings. How can we grow spiritually? How can we gain that spiritual grounding and, you know, gain a connection with, with our God? Um, well, for the Christian, and because Christians believe in Jesus as the Christ, as the Messiah, you know, that connection is easily reestablished. Um, now, that's not to say that people who are not Christians can't connect with God. They certainly can. Um, you know, you don't need a religion in order to have a relationship with God. Um, that's one of the great things about God as a loving parent. He's always ready to accept us and recognition of us when we voluntarily recognize him. You know, uh, having a spiritual relationship, regardless of your religion or your spiritual belief, requires a voluntary act from the individual to connect with God. But for the Christian, uh, it's actually very simple. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7, all you have to do is ask. You ask, you seek and you knock on the door. And when we invite Jesus into our lives, mm -hmm. he tells us in John that he will send his spirit of truth to be with our spirit. Mm -hmm. And so by asking Jesus to, you know, by recognizing Jesus and asking him to come into our life, he sends his Holy Spirit, the same spirit that is of the living God, Father, Son and Spirit, to be with us. And when he sends his Spirit to us, from that point on, our spirit is enlightened. That is, we now recognize truth and love in our life and in our world. And <clears throat> when we've accepted Christ and we accept his Spirit, we then have the power to use that spiritual strength that is now with us to help us uh, determine and decide every time we make a choice what's in our best interest and what's not. The great thing about having you know, the Holy Spirit living within you is when you need to make a decision or a choice that has negative consequences, that strength of spirit will show us the negative outcomes of following the world's way. Now, does that mean we have to choose God's way? Of course not. The, the great thing about God as a loving parent is he always gives us free will to make the choice. But as a loving parent, he always loves us and accepts us regardless of the choice we make. But when we turn away from him and choose the world's ways, then we are once again rolling the dice. And, you know, if I drive drunk, mm. <clears throat> uh, there's some negative things that can happen, both to me and to others. So the decision in that mm. situation of whether or not I want to leave a party, you know, inebriated or under the influence of alcohol or some other substance, 
when I make that choice uh, as as a person with the Spirit of Christ within me, the Holy Spirit immediately shows me all those negative consequences of driving under the influence. And so I have an opportunity to make a choice. Do I want to take that chance? Perhaps nothing will happen and I'll get home safe and sound, but perhaps you know something very costly to me and to others can take place too. So simply by knowing and recognizing the truth of my consequences, you know, I can choose not to drive or get somebody else to assist me. So it's a matter of choice and consequence in these big decisions. But by having that connection with God through Christ for the Christian, we've got the power of his spirit within us, helping us show the way so that we can make better choices. That means we have to, you know, have that Holy Spirit in us, like have that connection with God and with Him in our lives, we are, good, we are going to be able to make the right decisions that will, you know, benefit us in life. Well, we, we you know, we, we don't want to do harm. Right. That, that's the one thing in, mm. endemic to our nature is most people don't want to do harm. They don't want to harm other people. And yet <clears throat> we can often put ourselves in situations where we make a choice that can, in fact, be harmful. And it can be within our own families. You know, in abusive relationships, mm-hmm. um, we are not mm-hmm. being our best person. And, w- you know, we need something that helps us check before we take action. And that's what a spiritual connection with God does. It allows us to double-check ourselves by remembering past negative experiences in the same situation. And with the strength and the power of God's Spirit within us, we've got the power to change our thought, which can change our actions and our behavior. Um, It's all about growth, and that's what Mm -hmm. spiritual connection does. It gives you the power to grow as an individual. You grow through the situations Mm -hmm. and the choices that you make. And with each positive choice that results in a positive outcome, that strength of knowledge, that understanding that we have through the Spirit becomes stronger, you know, nothing breeds success like past success. So we we have that opportunity to remember what worked for us in the past and what didn't work for us in the past and make a better choice going forward. That's very valid. Well, you know, in branch sometimes in life, we, we, we are in a relationship, for example, with God or with our f- and fellow human beings, for example, and things just go south, things go wrong, and we are in, at a point where we are trying to fix it, trying to repair it, trying to rekindle that relationship. How can we do, what can we do to save um, our most important relationships in life? What can we do to save our relationships in life is to understand which of our actions, you know, produce love and good responses and which of our actions produce hate and negative responses. And again, from that point, we have to choose, you know, am I going to be a loving person 
in my relationships, at home, at work, you know, with my friends? Or am I going to be a, a negative and a hateful person? Is it all about me? Or is it about my part of something larger than me? Um, it, you know, people get, none of, all of us have done things that we've regretted. And we all do things that we're ashamed of, and we wish we had made a different choice. But the key then is to realize what choices lead to negative consequences and which ones lead to positive consequences. Each of us in our life have made choices that have resulted in positive and negative. So have we learned from those? That's the question. And the way we do that is by continuing to make the best choice that's not only in my best interest, but in the interest of the people that I claim to care about and to love. And that can be my family, my community, you know, my co-workers, uh, my world. And it's all about choice. You know, some people just choose to be ugly people. You know, they just choose to be behave in negative and harmful ways. And I can tell you those people don't have an active spirit living within them. They don't have a spiritual relationship with God that helps them temper not only their negativity and their harm, but to learn how to, to you know, grow through that and become a better person. So it's a matter of, you know, do you want to become a better person? Then get spiritually grounded. Do you want to continue to be a jerk? You know, okay, continue to think that it's all about you and be a jerk. And believe me, you will suffer the consequences sooner or later. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you, you talk about choices right now like and um, talk about the, the lessons that we get from our choices each one has made like a lot of bad choices so far in life and one has gotten to a point where one is in a, in a pitfall for example or in the valley of life uh, what can one do you know to come out of that pit of life and become a better person or you know you know rise up back in life well you know all of us come from dysfunctional backgrounds now dysfunctional families you know, nobody goes through childhood unscathed. Uh, we all suffer harm and indignation as children. And most of the negative things, you know, we carry with us. I mean, we grow up in a world that wants us to believe that it's all about reward or punishment, you know, good or evil. Well, the fact is, we grow up in a world that is about right and wrong and morals and ethics. And again, this is the, this is the difference between having a, a spiritual grounding and a spiritual relationship with God. If you do not have that relationship, then you believe that everything is either right or wrong. And again, in our world today, yeah. so many people believe that, well, because it's what I want, it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong as long as I get what I think I deserve or I get what I want. 
And <clears throat> we live in a world where there's not too many consequences anymore, especially for the powerful and the rich and the famous. You know, they can get away with just about anything if they've got enough money to buy the lawyers who can find the loopholes. So if you're in this situation where everything is right or wrong, and then there's no consequence, then you have no guidance as to do things that are not wrong. When you have a spiritual relationship with the Lord, you understand the moral and the ethics of life because God's character and nature are morality and ethics. The right and wrong is the how of our society. The moral and the ethic is the why of society. So when you when you have a spiritual relationship and you understand the morality and the ethics then it's not just a choice of, you know, is this right or wrong, and is there a consequence? It's then, is this right or wrong, and what are the moral or ethical consequences of the choice? And right and wrong focuses in on me, the individual. Morality and ethics focuses in on me as part of the greater you know, population. Again, my family, my community, my nation. So yeah. when, we, when we understand morality and ethics, it colors our decisions and our choices so that we're thinking about more than just ourselves and what's in it for me. Mm-hmm. So how do, you, how do you get out of that valley, uh, you know, of, of negativity yes. and depression and you know, beating myself up. Well, first of all, you've got to let go of the things you've been carrying since childhood that make you angry. You know, you have to let those things go. Nobody had a great childhood that was, you know, unencumbered by suffering. Everyone suffers somehow. So you're not the only one who's ever experienced whatever it is you're carrying with you. But you have to let that go. You have to understand that that was then and this is now. And whatever that was does not have to, you know, have an influence on me any longer. That's a choice I can make to, I don't necessarily forget about it, but I don't let it, you know, color or influence my life because somebody harmed me when I was eight eight years old. Now I have to harm somebody else. So we get rid of that negativity of the past. We get a spiritual grounding now for the future and the present. And we understand what morality is and what ethics are. And then I have a choice to make. Do I want to behave as a moral and ethical person or do I not? Again, choices. You are talking about spiritual relationship, and I, I find that I find it very, very important for us to have spiritual relationship. So, but why why should we consider embracing a spiritual relationship before our last breath? I would love to know that. Like, from your opinion, why do you think we have to have that spiritual relationship before we we leave this earth? Well, what a spiritual relationship will do is it, it guides you, it provides for you both here 
and hereafter. Okay, for again, for the Christian, the way to heaven after this life is through Jesus Christ. His guarantee for us mm-hmm. as believers is that he will be with us in this life and this life hereafter. So that's the strength of a spiritual relationship. Um, you know, I always encourage people, if before your last breath, you definitely want to establish that spiritual relationship. That's your only guarantee that there is something or maybe something after this life. Uh, you know, the Bible is very instructional and gives us lots of information about how to live our lives and what we can expect after this life. The one thing, the Bible is really comprehensive, and it's almost overwhelming for most people. Um, It's hard to read. It's hard to understand. There's names and places, you know, that are not familiar to us and certainly not familiar to us in the 21st century. And it's difficult to sometimes get through. I often tell people the Bible is not a novel, but it is a story. And both the Old Testament and the New Testament are a story about Jesus Christ. That one thing, whether you're a believer or not, if you want to find out if God's word is true after you die, you only need to know one scripture in the Bible. And that scripture is Romans 10, verses 9, 10, 13, and 17. And in that one scripture in Romans 10, those four sentences will give you all you need to know and understand to have a life hereafter. No matter what you've done in this life, no matter how good or how bad or how ugly you've been to the people in your life and that you've come in contact with, no matter what you've done in this life, you can be saved. Your spirit can be reconciled with God by reading and understanding and believing Romans 10, 9, 10, 13, and 17. And so my, my, my appeal to people and my suggestion is before you take your last breath, read and consider that verse because that's the saving grace for your soul. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but, so, you know, you talk about, you know, as Christians, we are supposed to, as in we, our, our way to everyone is through Jesus Christ. It's also in the Bible too that, you know, Jesus is the, is the way to God. Yes. So are there like some other things we have to do in order to ensure that we make it to everyone? Um, after we've taken our last breath? Well, what you've just described is John 14, 6. That's the verse where Jesus describes that he is the way and the truth and the life. And whoever believes in him, being those things, the truth and the way and the life, is guaranteed eternal life. You know, in his presence and in the presence of God the Father. You know, it's difficult for a lot of people to understand how God can be three personalities. How can he be Father and Son 
and spirit. Well, John, the book of John tells us a lot about Jesus and our relationship with him. Uh, John 4.24 tells us that God is spirit. You know, in his essence, he's a spirit. He's not a physical person. He's a spiritual being. And because he is spirit, he uses his spirit as the messenger or the conduit between him and us. But the gatekeeper of that messenger conduit relationship between us and God the Spirit or God the Father is through the Son, Jesus Christ or the Messiah. And so everything that we are here and hereafter hinges on that belief that Jesus is who he says he is in John 14, 6, the truth and the way and the life, life hereafter. Wow, that means we have to ensure that we have that close relationship with Jesus Christ and that we're able to get across to God and that we're able to make it to heaven also at the end of the day. Let let me touch on one more thing, Toby. Um, You know, a lot of people, again, struggle with reading the Bible, with reading Scripture. And they often ask me, well, how can I read it, you know, if I don't understand it? And where do I start? And and what's it going to tell me, you know, in these different books? And here's one thing that I've always suggested to people who are struggling but want to begin reading the Bible. Get yourself a red-letter version or a red-letter edition. This is a Bible that in the New Testament, all of Jesus' words are, are printed in red, okay? They're highlighted for you in red ink. And you start at Matthew. You're only going to read four different books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just the gospel books. But you start at Matthew, and you only read the parts that are in red. You skip all the black. So you just start reading, and and you read down, and when the red ends, you skip down to the next place where the red letters begin, and you read the next set of red. And you go through and just read the red letters in those four books, and when you get finished, you will have a complete understanding of who Jesus was, why he came, what his purpose and his roles were, and why he will do what he says he will do for you as an individual. And when you get done with the red letters, you'll have a complete understanding of a relationship with Jesus, and you don't have to go any further. Now, if you want to go a little further, Mm. go back and just read the book of John, because John describes for us what a personal relationship with Jesus is about and why and how we can use that relationship to accomplish all those negative things we've been talking about. You know, when you're in that pit, when you're in that valley of despair and depression and suicide is, you know, the ultimate thought that you have, the only way out. Well, if you have read the book of John, 
you'll understand how to get out of that pit and how to get out of that valley. And he will be there. He tells you he will be there for you if you just ask. And again, if you believe in God, then you must believe by that belief that his words are true. And if his words are true, then what he tells you he will do for you, he will do it. Branch, I know you've, you've written a lot of books and you have like a spiritual book series. Can you tell us more about your spiritual book series also? Sure. Thanks, Toby. Um, my spiritual book series, uh, I have two nonfiction books, which are, you know, how to establish mm. a, a relationship with God through Christ, and what that looks like, how to go about it, and what you can expect from it. The other books in that series are short stories and poems and selections that help you understand what spiritual path and what spiritual grounding looks like. Because as fiction stories, they're stories about everyday situations, uh, everyday choices that people make all the time. You know, everything that you've experienced or that you're going to have to experience is covered in those fictional stories. Now, they're not about me, but they are about the reader. Uh, They're about a a protagonist or an antagonist in a situation, a life situation. And as you read each of those selections, it allows the reader to identify with the character and the plot and the situation and understand the lesson or the theme that the story is designed to bring to the surface. So when the person gets done reading it, they can say, gee, you know, I face that same situation. And this gives me an opportunity or an idea that, number one, I'm not the only one in that situation. And number two, there is a way to grow through it or get through it. So that's what the the fictional part of the spiritual Mm. series is about, is helping the reader identify through a story things in their own life that they can just, you know, it's sort of like what I call the V8 moment. If you know that commercial for V8 juice, it's, whew, I should have had a V8. Well, it's the same thing. It's like, whoa, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize, you know, that I could fix my situation by addressing, you know, this kind of an answer. Oh, that's good. Um, and we can get your books on Amazon, I believe, right? Sure. I know the information on your website. I'm going to place a link in the show notes of this episode also. Well, I did like some other places one could also get these books to read. Yeah, ebooks and, and both paperback and ebooks all are available through Amazon. Um, and, you know, here in the States, all the usual vendors, Barnes and Noble and um, Apple and all of the people who sell books, they're, they're available. That's good. Yes, so I'm going to place the link to your. Sh- um, I'm going to place the link to your website in the show notes of this episode, and in your on your website there information on how to get the books and some other books that you've also written that are not so spiritual to uh, on your website to, for others to order to buy or to read more about. Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah, so um, Branch, I've 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 really enjoyed the conversation we've had so far, but I would still love to know, like um, 
what is supposed to be on our bucket list? Like, you, I, I was reading this on your, on your profile, and I was like, there should be an item that we should all have on our bucket list. I would love to know what that item should be. Wow. What a great question. Um, well, I, I, I always pick a, try to pick a variety, you know, uh, like when I was watching some of your videos and all of the great people you've had on, uh, you know, I learned a lot from watching YouTube videos and watching podcast videos. And that leads me to authors who I want to know more about or people who I agree with or I disagree with, especially people that I disagree with or have a challenge with because I want to hear what they have to say. And, um, you know, most of my reading list is, is online. You can see that my, my giant bookshelf behind me, uh, I don't keep a lot of paperback or, or hardback books because there's so much available online. But, you know, whatever the reader's interest is, the great thing about today is everything is accessible. And whether you buy it or rent it or download it, um, you know, there's so much information in so many different areas of interest. Uh, but I think everyone should have a book list. And, you know, in that book list, you should have uh, books that help you grow and help you become a better person. And by becoming a better person, we understand more about ourselves, you know, and we have to realize that I'm not perfect, and I've made mistakes, but what I'm trying to do is eliminate the mistakes in the future. And the way to do that is to keep growing. And the way to keep growing is to keep reading or keep being exposed to new information, not only information that I agree with, but information that I may not agree with. Because that's how I learn what other people are thinking and saying and doing. Um, you know, I don't want to be ignorant and say I don't believe something if I don't know anything about it. That's very valid. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. So as a closing remark, if there's a word of advice you could share with anyone out there who is trying to build up a relationship, spiritual relationship, or any kind of other relationship at home, at, at place of work, what are some things that one is meant to do in order to have a strong, healthy relationship, spiritually, physically, emotionally? Number one, don't be afraid of the truth. Number two, realize that the way of the world is to draw you away from the truth. You know, we all grow up with four fundamental thoughts. Number one is love. We all crave love. Number two is approval. We all crave approval. First, from our parents then from our peers, and then from the world at large. And number three, everyone has an agenda. And we find this more when we're adults, especially when we start our careers and jobs. You'll soon discover that everybody who comes into your life wants something from you. And they have an agenda in the back of their mind of how you can help them get what it is they want. 
some of those things are beneficial and some are not beneficial. But understanding that everybody's got an agenda that they're trying to accomplish helps you understand that some people you know, are out to get what they want at your expense. And last is get spiritually grounded. You know, if, if you don't have a spiritual relationship with God, explore that opportunity. If you want to, you know, have a spiritual relationship with God through Jesus Christ, then definitely consider that opportunity. And if you'll remember those four things, the things that happen to you in your life will be a lot clearer as you go through daily living. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much, Branch. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who still have more questions to ask you or try to you know, connect with you or work with you. What's the best way to connect with you? What's the best way to work with you to maybe ask some more questions or to yeah, make some more inquiries? Sure. Thanks for asking, Toby. Uh, just go to my website. There's a, a section on meet the author there in the toolbar. And you can just write out questions and send it directly to us here at the office. Um, if you have a tough time finding, you know, my works, my books, my articles, all those things, uh, just go to YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel and it has all kinds of different uh selections from the books and articles and all my podcasts everything is there if you just google my name it'll give you links to everything i've written or said awesome great thank you so much branch i really appreciate this wonderful conversation it has been so insightful and i hope that everyone who listens to this will get across to you order your book buy your book and become much more better people in their lives in general thank you so much thank you toby my pleasure buddy Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.